Nobody in this town works without a retainer, guys. You think you can find somebody who does, we tell you you have my blessing. But I think we all know that person's not gonna represent you as well as I can. Will, our offer is $84,000 a year Retainer! Retainer. All right, kids, here we go. Seminars, next one up, June 9th through the 11th with a few spots left. Then August 11th through the 13th. And then finally, October 13th through the 15th. For coaching camps on the list, we'd still have spots available for our new camp for personal trainers. This is a workshop dedicated to personal trainers. Rip is going to come down to Plano, Texas at Starring Strength Plano on June 25th. I'm going to talk about the Starring Strength method, the principles, application for your personal training business, as well as how to teach and coach the Starring Strength method for the deadlift. So participants will be involved in that. There's discounts available. Hit the link for more details on that. And to get ready for the impending Collapse of Society, check out the Lift Shoot Fight Camp. That's July 8th and 9th in Wichita Falls, where we're covering lifting, shooting, and some combatives. Got a press and bench camp going on on Long Island September 23rd. A couple deadlift and power clean camps, one on June 24th in Tel Aviv, Israel, and one on July 15th on Long Island. Some squat and deadlift camps with spots still available June 17th in Cincinnati at Starring Strength Cincinnati, June 18th in Singapore at Hygieia Strength and Conditioning, June 24th in Phoenix, Arizona at Weights and Plates, and July 15th in Indianapolis at Starring Strength Indianapolis. And finally, some three lift camps with spots still available July 22nd in Brussels at Brussels Barbell in Belgium, and then July 29th and 30th we'll have squat press and deadlift camps in Vancouver, Canada. Check out those because spots are filling up quick guys changing it up today and this is a call for high quality franchise owners these are the top 10 cities that we're looking to put starting strength franchise gyms in so pay attention arlington virginia philadelphia phoenix jacksonville kansas city charlotte north carolina louisville kentucky las vegas raleigh durham and milwaukee if any of those cities sound appealing to you Head over to startingstrengthgyms.com, click on the Own a Gym tab so you can understand what the process is, get linked up with somebody that you can speak with about potentially opening a gym in one of these cities. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio, y'all. Right here we are in Texas. Every once in a while, that's how it's said in y'all. Texas. Yeah, y'all. Because other than that, I don't really have a Texas accent. Do I? Not at all. Nope. They, this guy was talking about me making the word "press" into two syllables. <laughs> press. Now Rusty, rest, Rusty thinks you add, is what he said. No, I Rusty said. thinks you add at the end. What is press? Pressa. 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 <laughs> like James Hetfield. Pressa. <laughs> Pressa. <laughs> Pressa. That's the announcer. Pressa. <laughs> I'll, have to, we, I'll what, have to pay attention. What we do that, I do that when I intro the most important segment of the show, <laughs> which of course is. Comments, Comments. Uh, from, from uh, 
the heaters. See, I definitely add that extra syllable on those because that's what (laughs) announcers do. Right? That's just announcer talk. Yeah. All right. Freddie Mendez. There's only got one D in Freddie. You ever seen it spelled that way? No, that's misspelled. That is a misspelling. It's patently misspelled. Maybe he couldn't afford the extra D. (laughs) He is a Mexican. They only gave him one at the border. Probably poor, (laughs) homeless, illegal. But has an interview. Running around ducking his head all day. He's got got an Obama phone. But can get a job in law enforcement (laughs) in California now. Yeah, he, yeah. We, I we saw a dude. That, you? You, you could be an illegal alien and get a law, a job at a law enforcement agency in the state of California. That's how fucked up it, everything in California is. Yeah, I was in. I, I, I think it's, I told you this. Amazing. I think I told you this, but I was in. I think it was Austin or Dallas, and driving down the road, there's an intersection, and there's a guy sitting there with a sign in a wheelchair wants money you know whatever but he's got his sign set up on the on next to his chair and he's he's sitting in his chair just reclined the little blanket on and he's got this phone so this dude's asking for money and he's got a cell phone and he's got a phone and he's scrolling facebook and it's this phone it's like mass it's like a samsung something because it has 30 cameras on the back oh yeah oh it was great it was great and he's three thousand dollar cell he's not paying attention to you know he's not actually actively Trying, trying to, to get, get money. Like, here's the bucket. Here's the sign. You know, just I'll throw be it over, in. I'll be over here. You owe me. <laughs> I'll be over here scrolling I'll be over through here. Facebook. Oh, oh, hey, thanks. <laughs> now back to my. Yeah. <laughs> back to my GoFundMe. <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, Freddie uh, says, "Dude is just being a boomer about this. This." Guess what? Trap bar. Yeah. Trap bar. Uh, uh, yeah. Trap bar. This shit comes in clutch. <laughs> I don't guess I understand that. Comes that in clutch. Comes in clutch. That's what the kids say. For those who just have back aches, because even with damn good form, you still gonna feel it with the barbell. <laughs> when I use a trap bar, I can obviously lift more, but it also does not leave me aching. This is just downright boomer and traditionalist mindset. Can't so, argue with yeah, that. Yeah, so he, no, he makes my point exactly. The trap bar is easier. So, Freddie, you continue. Do things the easy way. That's always better. Yep. Little Freddie here. All right, William Hendricks. Same as Jimmy. Yeah. Same With an spelling. X. With an X. And uh, this one is regarding you will look better heavier. Or if you're skinny fat, you can do a cut for two months first, then start eating for strength. Ha ha. Rip has some good common sense advice about lifting, but he is not someone I would turn to for my physique goals. Well, good, Billy. I don't want you to think of me in terms of your physique. In fact, I don't think I want you to think about me at all <laughs> now that I think about it. Well, this guy is leaning forward so much. This is uh arrogant bastard learning to squat, starting strength method, and he thinks this guy is leaning forward <laughs> so much. Well, at least well, he yeah. noticed what yeah. we wanted him to notice. Yep. He didn't understand it, right. but he, 
didn't notice it. All right. Oh, now here's our old friend Ludex Gun Gear. Oh, I love Ludex. Uh, fitness beliefs versus what actually works best in Stern and Kerry Gyms, right? On that podcast. Yep. Right? That was you and Ray going on and on. On and on, on, talking about everything. About all kinds of things. Yeah. All right, Starting Strength is a bad program because you plateau too quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's that's such clarity. I prefer Arnold's training program where you train each body part two times per week. Mm. You simply increase the weight on a weekly basis or every two weeks forever without having to buy super calibrated micro plates super calibrated he uh he apparently thinks you can increase your leg extension <laughs> forever every two weeks every two weeks forever. forever ludex must be huge ludex is a bad motherfucker yeah just all he was pretty angry today yeah he was pretty angry or here's another one from ludex <laughs> Gun deer. Ray at Ray Gillenwater, it says right here. I don't know why SS needs to resort to sarcasm and bullying. <laughs> when people say that they want a muscular physique instead of puffy nipples, like most SSCs. <laughs> the only people with puffy nipples would be some of the girls, probably. <laughs> but I don't really so, even know about that. Not according that. to Gunder. I guess you can sell more gym memberships and coaching programs by lying to people about outcomes. Yep, that's what we do. All right, and one more from <clears throat> Ludex. Ray, you know, at Ray Gillowater, see, two obese persons spread lies about fitness made me so angry I had to do something. <laughs> well, what did you do, Ludex? He did commented. You, you put another dick in your ass? <laughs> Is that what you did? <laughs> allowed yourself to be anally penetrated by another man again that's what he did i guess ludex is that uh, man that's going to get us thrown off of youtube probably not probably, probably not. not probably something youtube we keep trying of. yeah celebrate it all right well ludex is just oh uh, shit all right oh well, here's you rip at somebody's crazy uncle stick to what you actually know which ain't much yeah low effort that took a lot of thought yeah. oh this is a good one here ice baths facing the plates on deadlift and feeding beef this must be a that was a podcast that episode. was a podcast make it free and i will watch <laughs> no <laughs> he reminds me of those old karate guys this is in-depth on the deadlift with Mark Ripito. That's an old one, right? Yeah, we recorded that in Houston oh, wow. years that, ago. Years and years ago. He reminds me of those old karate guys trying to fool a load of 15-year-olds that he could win the UFC if he wanted, if he wanted with his pressure point attacks but doesn't want to because it goes against the morals of karate. <laughs> It's a pretty good comment. It's too deadly. I like that. How one. does it relate to the deadlift, though? No, I don't. I think he's he's saying you are like the karate guy, right? Who impresses everybody by telling them that uh, they're going to get the strongest there'll ever be from anybody else in the world using just your technique, 
but we don't see those people because it goes against something i don't know i don't maybe that's the intro i don't know rusty that didn't make any more sense <laughs> to me than this content here does so uh, i get it i kind of i get it yeah, i get it all right well whatever whatever all right uh all right here chase press is 405 bro did a standing incline bench press there we go it's good that, that's always it's good <clears throat> You know, well, we don't, and of course, anybody can do that. Yeah, for sure. The implication is anybody can do yeah. that. We don't get a lot of um, putting the plates on comments anymore. I wonder what's up with that. I don't know. Maybe they figured out what we're trying to tell them to do. <laughs> yeah. and they, actually and makes sense. Actually made sense to them or something. But I doubt that. So, anyway, look, paper's off the table like it ought to be. That concludes... This week's exposure to comments, comments. Uh, from, from uh, the, the heaters. The heaters uh, uh, just to emphasize the extra syllable thing. Yeah. Uh. Press. Press. That's somehow two syllables. I don't hear it. Press. I think Rusty's making shit up over here. Well, he's paying too much attention now. How, how do I say it in two syllables? Pressa. 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 <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a suh at the end. Well, they're talking about the guy that was commenting on this said I put. Um, you made the press. The, you made the word press into two syllables. Yes. Pressa. He said that I I said what was essentially pay res. Or pre yes pre s press. Press. It's as pure a two-syllable word it's like <laughs> cat. <laughs> cat. Is that two syllables too? Cat. Am I making two syllables out of cat? Man, you know the problem is Gosh. all the all the recent comments on the quit putting your plates on the wrong way have been positive. Positive. Yeah. Really? Yeah, man. Well, we got to take that video down. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's really this. We we didn't sucks. make that to inform anyone. Another <laughs> another fucking amazing video. These make me laugh so damn hard. Well, all right. Now, you guys didn't know that the monkey was hiding the cell phone, did you? <laughs> monkey hiding the cell phone. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Nothing of any consequence. <laughs> I love that. That's the new thing On now. He just checks phone. his cell phone in the middle of the podcast. Like, cell phone <laughs> behind the monkey, right? It is, yeah. yeah. All right, good. <laughs> but they all know where well, it's at now. <laughs> they, all, they all know what the monkey's at. <laughs> the monkey hides things. Rusty's crack pipe. I got to get through the day somehow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is what I thought we'd do today. All right. What I thought we would do today is um, compare and contrast the starting strength program with pretty much everybody else's everybody else's stuff in the um, in the fitness industry. Now, if you stop and think about this for just even a second, starting strength. It's a very simple program. What we do 
is we concentrate on six normal human movement patterns. Squatting down, standing back up, picking something up off the floor, pushing something up overhead, pushing something away from you, pulling something toward you, and picking something up off the floor, throwing it up and catching it, basically. An acceleration kind of a movement. Those are the primarily the, the six exercises we do. And we, so what we use for those is the squat, the deadlift, the press, the bench press, the chin-up, or in certain cases, the barbell row, and the power clean. And done as a logical progressive, progressive program that adds weight on a consistent basis over the course of time. Focusing on these movement patterns strengthens those movement patterns and strengthens you. Right? If your squat goes from 135 to 365, which it will do, then you have gotten stronger. If your deadlift goes from 185 to 405, which it will do, then you've gotten stronger. And the same holds true for all the other four of these movement patterns. If we concentrate on the movement pattern, and we do it with a full range of motion, the longest effective range of motion, with an increasing weight over time, a programmed increase in weight, a manageable increase in weight, then we have made all of those movement patterns stronger you have grown muscle mass, you have gotten bigger and stronger, and you're more effective when you move because all human movement are, is, is essentially subsets of those six movement patterns. And the beautiful thing is, is you don't have to exercise the specific movement pattern that is derivative from the deadlift or the squat it is sufficient that your squat is stronger and that you are stronger and that you are capable of therefore applying more force in any permutation of that movement pattern right in other words your squat will make your front squat go up your front squat goes from if your back squat goes from 135 to 405, your front squat's gone up too. Now, if you're an Olympic weightlifter, you have to train the front squat as one of those movements. But if you're not an Olympic weightlifter, you don't. And that's just an example of how the derivative movement benefits from the, from the larger normal human movement pattern. And when we strengthen that, everything about you gets stronger. And that's what we are concerned with. We are not concerned with anything other than that. All right, that's what makes us different than everybody else. And you can tell by some of the comments from the haters that most people, especially in the fitness industry, the commercial fitness industry is largely 
if not exclusively, predicated on you thinking in terms of aesthetics. They want you to think in terms of muscle groups and making muscle groups bigger for the aesthetic value of having a bigger muscle group. And this represents um, an extremely fundamental difference in, in the way these two approaches operate. Right? If you go in a typical commercial gym, every one of the machines in the typical commercial gym is designed to work a muscle group. The leg extension is for training, exercising, really, the quadriceps. The leg curl is designed to work the hamstrings. The calf machine works the soleus and the gastrocs. Right? Whereas what we do is we just squat. When we squat down, stand back up, all of those muscle groups are involved in that movement pattern in the way that their anatomical position mounted on the skeleton and their size and shape dictates according to the anatomy of the of the human body and it it's not you know you don't do quad squats, you don't do hamstring squats, you don't do calf squats, but all of those, all those muscle groups are inherently in contraction in the normal human movement pattern of squatting down and standing back up. And we don't care what the quads look like because we are not focused on aesthetics. Now, if you want to be focused on aesthetics, that's fine with me. It's just not what we do. We're not, we're not uh, in this for, we're not bodybuilders. We're not, we don't do physique compositions. We don't coach people on physique. We coach people on strength. And that's the primary difference. And this is a terribly important distinction, I think. But you got you got to be clear with definitions though because what is training people people train one of the one of the primary reasons people start training is because they want to look better that is and I will for, grant you that that for, is certainly a legitimate motivation to start strength yeah. training so that is training that is, for aesthetics but it's yes. not trying to train for bodybuilding the 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 unfortunate thing for everybody is that if you want to look better uh, doing a series of machines won't get it done. Right. Barbell training will. Yes. <clears throat> so if your motivation is aesthetics, our motivation is not aesthetics, but we're telling you right now that our approach to performance-based training, to getting stronger, works better for your aesthetics emphasis than separating the body into separate muscle groups and, and attempting to train those things separately. It doesn't work. Yeah, doesn't you got it. work. Never has worked. Now, Frank Zane never cared whether it worked because he didn't care how strong he was. Right. He just cared what he looked like. Yep. 
But the big guys on that bodybuilding stage, the big guys actually trained our way. Yates and Coleman were big monsters, and they did things the way we do. They used heavy weights on compound joint exercises and trained for strength. They weren't deluded about the pec deck machine. Yates was like a 600 bencher. Yep. <clears throat> Hell, Arnold even talked about how if he felt like he had a muscle imbalance, where people would fuck up was they would work that one arm, and he would just train both arms. He would do compound movements to get things uh, leveled out. So he was doing compound movements as well, and that's why he was fucking strong. Well, and that's uh, see, this is another uh, horrible misconception about uh, about bilateral movement pattern-based training with barbells. Um, you know, there's an entire industry in, 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 that's dedicated to the uh, the idea that you have to do corrective exercises yep. for deficient body parts. Mm -hmm. Corrective exercises are the true corrective exercise is the thing that involves the supposedly deficient muscle group in a way that makes that muscle group have to catch up. Now, if you're, let's say your left pec is smaller than your right pec. It's probably not, but if you think it is, all right, what are you going to do for that? And to get in the pec deck machine and just do the left side? Somebody's doing that. Well, of course they are. And they're finding that it doesn't work. And, and if they're paying attention, they find it doesn't yeah. work. But what we would do is we'd get your bench up to 350 with correct technique. And with correct technique, the side you perceive as deficient has to do its share of the work. And if its share of the work is because of its deficit is proportionally higher than the other side, then it receives more work and everything balances out. Everything balances out if, if correct technique is observed. This is why our approach to training works so effectively is because every one of our coaches knows that technique is the key to making this thing work correctly. Technique is the key. Unilateral exercises with one dumbbell and contralateral feet placement and throwing the dumbbell from one hand to the other with 20 pounds on an unstable surface. All this bullshit does not make you stronger. And if it doesn't make you stronger, it doesn't make your muscles bigger. Your muscles get bigger because you ask them to produce more force. They adapt to that request by growing. That's how you get big muscles, is you lift heavier weights. But so, it also doesn't do anything else. 
It doesn't. It not only doesn't make you stronger, but it doesn't do anything else either. It doesn't do anything else except <laughs> make you better at that particular thing you're doing in the dump, in the gym instead of actually training for strength. Right. Uh, so you get better on one leg with a 20-pound dumbbell in the other hand. What does that have to do with hockey? Or anything else, for that matter. Or anything else. What does it have to do with any sport? It has nothing to do with any sport. But every sport relies on some subset of one of those, usually all of those, normal human movement patterns, the six normal human movement patterns that we strengthen over a full range of motion using as much muscle mass as we can shove into the exercise by increasing the weight incrementally over time and making that movement pattern stronger. And then everything derived from it is now stronger too. So you train those six essential human movement patterns. You get them stronger. And then you practice the sport or the activity that you intend to use that additional strength in. And the net result is a better athlete, better human being. Okay? Anything that deviates from the – the further you deviate from the base uh, movement pattern, um, the more you're getting into specialization. So the whole problem here is that uh, people approach the problem not going beyond the surface argument. So you have all these machines, and the machines have an appeal because it's, it's, it makes sense on a very surface level. I've got my arms need to get bigger, my legs need to get bigger, my arms need to get stronger, whatever. So here you have a directly targeted – thing for that specific purpose the other big big appeal is that it absolves everybody of having to learn anything it absolves the the trainer from having to to coach it absolves the the trainee from having to learn something that's difficult it absolves uh hard work because anything that's done on a machine is not nearly as hard as loading a barbell progressively for a year to two years so um it's very very appealing but if you look beyond just the, the the surface argument the 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 clearest way to look at this is when you're strength training, you are improving your performance by demanding a force production adaptation at the most basic level. So if that's the case, uh, the movement patterns have to be simple. So, you know, like you said, picking something up off the floor, uh, standing up, standing up from a squat. When you load those movement patterns with the barbell, things are going to happen, and this method takes advantage of the of that fact and puts you in a position to optimally do that right. every single training session so that it's efficient, right? And the, the, the whole thing just boils down to efficiency. There are stresses <clears throat> within a barbell-loaded movement. You can't replicate it any that other way. That cannot be replicated on a machine. Now, this is... This is so fundamentally important that you people understand this, that it's, it's, it's difficult to, to – this is probably the most important thing you can understand about barbell training, all right? When you go in the gym, you are going to see a whole bunch of machines that have been designed to work a muscle group at one time. And then over against the wall, you're going to see a couple 
of power racks with a couple of bent bars and a couple of platforms. And you, as a layperson, look at all of that stuff as the same thing. You look at it all like it's exactly the same thing. And in your mind, you think squats and leg extensions are somehow related. Yeah, that's exactly right. And they're not. They're not at all. There's not anything about a leg extension that has anything whatsoever to do with the effects that you produce in terms of the stress from a squat, from a progressively loaded squat. And anyone that's done this for any length of time can think back, can look at their training log if they had enough sense to write all this down. How long can you make a leg extension go up? 10-pound plates on the stack. How long can you make that go up? Versus how long can you increase the weight you're handling in the squat or the deadlift? Your deadlift can go up for 10 years. Your leg extensions will go up for six weeks at the most. You know, if someone has a six, 700-pound squat and you throw them on the leg extension or leg curl machine, they'll probably max that fucker out easy. They can do more than you can. Yeah, and you know. if you were to do the other way around, someone tra- train, and I'm using quote air quotes for that, um, the leg pre- or the, the leg extension, leg curls, mm-hmm. and then put them under 600 pounds, what's going to happen? Nothing. Exactly. They'll <laughs> die. They'll probably die. They'll die. Yeah. They can't do it. Yeah. They can't do it because separating the body into individual muscle groups does not make the body stronger because the body doesn't work as individual muscle groups. It works as a system of contractile motors that operate a system of levers that are balanced on the ground. There is a huge difference. It's night and day difference between sitting in a machine and wiggling your knees around and taking a bar out of the rack, squatting down and standing back up with it and not falling down. There is it's as big a difference as there can be. Even between the, the coordination is the is the factor there because even between a Smith machine squat and a and a barbell squat, um, you, you know, I've I've seen guys, I've I've known guys who who I've told them, I've taught them how to squat, set them off on their way, and they come back and they tell me they, they're squatting 315. I was like, oh, shit, that's great. And then uh, I was like, all right, so they, they're coming to get their form checked, and um, they can't squat 225. I was like, what the fuck? Is, like, didn't you like didn't you just squat 315 you, you on Friday? You just told me that you... They said, yeah, but I'm doing it in this thing. They don't have a squat rack, so it's a thing with rails. I was like, it's not the same thing, man. Um, yeah, you didn't do what I told you to do. Yeah, it's not the same thing. So... <laughs> so the, it, it's all that stuff plus the coordination of, of the system of levers and the balance and the load. It's all these things that, that produce that stress that you cannot replicate any other way. You cannot replicate it with without replicating the basic human movement pattern, which is squatting down and standing back up. Now, there are ways to maximize your ability 
to perform that movement pattern. And we have thoroughly investigated all of that, and we know how to squat. We know how to teach you how to squat. There are productive ways to squat, and then there are less productive ways to squat. But any squat is better than a leg press. Any squat, a high bar squat, a front squat, any way to squat where you can fall down is better than a leg press. It's better than the combination of leg extensions and leg curves. I feel so stupid even saying that. <laughs> yeah. But I, people need to hear this. Yep. You are not you are not a collection of muscle groups. This is the fundamental thing that you have to get into your head. You are not a collection of muscle groups. You are not your glutes and your hammies and your quads and your calves. You are a system of levers powered by a system of contractile motors we call muscles. None of those functions in isolation from any of the other ones. When you do one of the six basic human movement patterns, you are always using combinations of those muscles and levers. You are never operating any of them in isolation. And it makes absolutely no sense to try to strengthen those muscle groups in isolation from each other because they don't work that way. They can't work that way. And even if they could work that way, what good is getting strong, getting better at producing force against an external resistance if you can't remain in balance while you're doing it? It's, it's, it's just bizarre to me that, uh, well, it's not bizarre to me. Look, I've been doing this for 47 years, and I've just, I've gone through the process of thinking like that and then getting to the point where I think the way I do now. And, you know, just it's been fairly recently that we've decided to, to, to articulate this in a little bit different way. But I think it makes sense for you to understand that, that human movement patterns are how the body produces force against an external resistance. Human, normal human movement patterns are how strength is expressed. All right? A, an isolation dumbbell curl is not how strength is expressed. That's not, that's, that's not, you don't do that in your garage, moving stuff around. You don't do it on the farm. You don't do it when you're hunting. You don't do it when you're wrestling someone. You don't do it on any other circumstance other than you with a dumbbell. Right? That, it, you don't, it, that's, that's not how force is expressed by the human body. And it can't be a way to train the human body for the production of force because that's not how it works.
the body works as a system of levers, a whole system of levers. The shoulders and the elbows and the hips and the knees all working at the same time. All not falling down. I mean, if you look at a standing press, a, a military press, standing overhead press, what we just call the press, not the pay press, not the press, uh, but the press, okay? That is an exceptionally complicated human movement. If you're going to do a big, giant press, like Chase Lindley doing his 405 standing inclined bench press, right? Look at that and look at the complexity involved in coordinating all of that muscular activity and all of that mechanical leverage all at the same time while retaining your balance on the floor. All of the systems in the human body are working in a heavy press. Everything works in a heavy press. And when you work everything in a heavy press, you are training everything for strength with the heavy press. You're not just doing shoulders. You're not doing delts. <laughs> Sounds so silly to say that, doesn't it? It really is what people believe, though. Oh, I know. I know they do. They, 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 you know. Well, if you can't get big shoulders doing a standing press, why do it? Because you want to get stronger at pushing something up over your head. But that's just the thing. Who who doesn't have who doesn't have big shoulders that has a big press? Yeah, see, that's the side effect thing. Yeah. What we're doing gets done what you think you're doing. Right. But you're not getting it done. You're not getting it done. If you want to, if you want to be big and strong and look big and strong, then you have got to do things that make you big and strong. Yeah. And the things that make you big and strong are Loaded versions of the six normal human movement patterns. Huge, giant, systemically stressful, loaded movements. The, the, it, see, this is where people get confused because the, the, there, there's millions of guys walking around who do shoulders and arms every fucking day, and they don't grow. They don't get any bigger. No. So they all know the shit doesn't work. What we're doing is explaining why that doesn't work. All right. And it's not you're you're not strong enough to make it work. The reason it doesn't work is because you have not applied sufficient stress to the whole system. The whole system has to grow. If you're going to get from your ripped 165 pound self up to a ripped 250 pound self the system has to grow. And in order for the whole system to grow, the whole system has to be stressed. And you can what we're telling you is you cannot provide enough stress to that whole system by chopping the system up into its constituent pieces right. and then training those pieces separately right. because it's not hard enough when you do it that way it's not heavy enough yeah and if you had the genetic endowment to make that work you would already be big and you wouldn't you know you wouldn't be having this problem yes right 
so yeah, yeah. So when you look at when you look at high performers in anything, you're looking at a genetic endowment and a predisposition for the performance that you're seeing. So you got a huge, massive bodybuilder who doesn't barbell train. That motherfucker was born to look like that. He just bodybuilding is bodybuilders are born you, at the elite level. Bodybuilders are born. Of course they are. They're not trained. I'm sorry. That's the fact. All right. If you want to look like an elite level bodybuilder and you're not born with long muscle bellies and thin skin and the ability to grow muscle mass easily, then you need to think about doing something different. What we're telling you is, is if you train for strength with the barbell and you concentrate on big movement patterns and you concentrate on five pounds a workout go up in weight then you will get far 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 closer to your aesthetic goal than you will if you focus on what you perceive to be the aesthetics of separate muscle bellies yes i mean you know yeah. If, if you want to look like a big, strong man while you're standing around in your clothes, the best thing to do is get your deadlift up. Right. Yeah, said another That's, way, if you want to look like a big, strong man and you weren't born to look like a big, strong man, right. it, it, there, there's only one way to do it, and that's that's through very heavy barbell training. Very and, heavy and, barbell and, training. Yeah, and you can, and this is the only way you can transform your appearance. I mean, so people, if, you, if you want to look like a big, strong man, you have to be... Do things uh, to, that a big, strong man You got to be yeah, a big, exactly. strong man. You, you now, that, that, that doesn't man. seem real complicated. You have to be a big, strong man. Yeah. You have to <laughs> so get where you can crazy. be a big, strong man. It's and crazy. there's one way to get to be a big, strong man. That's to lift heavier weights <laughs> yeah. for three or four years. Every time you go to the gym, heavier weight must be lifted. You must ride it down. You must intend to lift heavier weight today when you go to the gym. It You have to do a program of loaded normal human movement patterns with a barbell that goes up as often as is possible to make it go up for a very long time and if you do that then you are now separated from the limitations of your genetics That's right you are separated from your thin skin long muscle bellies you you don't have to do that you can train for strength and look like a big strong man right by forgetting what you're trying to train to look like and starting to train for performance for being a big strong man right now you can't be a big strong man if you are 511 and 165 because you're not a big, strong man at 5'11", 165. You're a skinny guy. No matter what your friends tell you. No matter what your <laughs> friends tell you. If you take your shirt off, maybe they'll see some abs. But if you take your shirt off to show your friends your abs, don't do that. Okay? Don't do that very often. Because you'll get the reputation of being, uh, you know, something wrong. A Nancy boy. Yeah, you're, you know, that's narcissistic behavior. It not, sure is. It's, it's just not good. <laughs> it's just not good. 
But if you want to be a big, strong man standing around in your shirt and your pants, <laughs> like we want you to stand around. I love how you have to That's the way that. we want you standing around is in your shirt and your pants. Then don't, you gotta have, don't daffy duck it. You've you got to get bigger arms. you got to get bigger forearms. Your hands got to look stronger. Your neck needs to be bigger. You have to have some traps so that there's something on top of your shoulders. Right? Your lats have got to be bigger than your waist. Your hips need to be deep, from front to back deep. Your quads need to be big enough to where they push the sides of your pant legs out. Right? And if you will get your deadlift up to 500 pounds, which isn't that big a deal, then you will look that way without having to show everybody your abs. Because nobody wants to see your abs. Okay? Nobody wants to see your abs but you. All right, if you're that fascinated with them, look at them at home. But no one is going to confuse a 165-pound, 5'11 man with being big and strong. Because at 5'11, if you're going to be perceived as big and strong, you're going to weigh 235. Yep. Maybe 220. But probably 235. So you've got to gain weight. Now, what's the other famous thing that machine training cannot do? It can't make you gain weight. You probably figured this out already. And what you've done is tell yourself, well, I don't need to gain weight. I don't need to gain weight. I just need abs. I just need to lose weight. Well, there have been people that figured this out. You just hadn't caught up to it. All right? If you're an average-looking guy... 5'11", 165, and you get razor abs, no one knows. No one knows. Your perception does not change. But if you're 5'11", 165, and you get your deadlift up from 185 to 495, you look different. Because you have grown. You've gained muscular body weight. In all the right places, too. In all the right places to look the way you want to look. Right? And this is just a function of the fact that machines cannot produce enough stress when they are applied to separate muscle groups they cannot produce enough stress to drive systemic growth they people have been trying this since machines were invented i learned about this when i had my first job in this business back in the 70s uh, there was a gym here in town that was uh, Spa International and Nautilus Training Center in Parker Square. <laughs> right over across from where the gym is now. The, is the building The building's there? gone. Oh, okay. The, the built that is on the dirt where the, the uh, what is the name of that place now? Where the gym is now? Crunch? Yeah, where Crunch, Crunch Fitness, Fitness is now. <clears throat> That's, it's on the same dirt. Oh, okay. 
Uh, but but that's where the thing was. And uh, they had a Nautilus room in there. Had nine station Nautilus set up. State of the art, man. Was it men only? It was men only. Yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Oh, so women can go on the women other were Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I remember as a kid going to the YMCA and they had men only. Men only Nautilus days, room. women only yeah. days. That's the way this place was organized. So uh, we had the place three days a week, and uh, and so the the Nautilus room was, I mean, brand new, blue, pretty Nautilus machines, beautiful welding, manufacturing, amazing, you know, manufacturing, yeah. phenomenon. How nice that stuff was put together, and the paint job, and everything about it was just state of the art. And if you did nine Nautilus machines in a row then you had worked your entire body that's right you had worked your entire body and then we had a guy in there that ran the nautilus room that's all he did he put people through the nautilus machines and made them throw up and of course if you threw up <laughs> it was hard so just like crossfit same thing <laughs> same thing it's very very hard uh in an acute way right but it's not hard in a systemic chronic way just like crossfit you know i mean it draws a bunch of blood away from your stomach and it will it will you know and puts it where it's not supposed to be right now and then you will puke and you know stupid people think that puking is you know that's the goal train so hard i puked today yeah but you're exactly the same size you were two months ago i knew in a former just, life, a uh, uh, CSCS with distinction. Yes. With this distinction. Little with a little D, right, or the asterisk. Yeah. And he would wear a T-shirt that said, squat till you puke. Oh, yeah. Squat till you puke, man. He was, you Certified know. Certified strength that, and conditioning that's the specialist. Level, that's the level of achievement over there, you know. <laughs> did, did he get that so, by puking? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know I, what's required of the with distinction designator. <laughs> I, you have to do something else. You know. <laughs> Besides what everybody else does, you have to do, you do a little bit more. You got to distinguish yourself somehow. And you have to distinguish. <laughs> so, anyway, the, the 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 thing floated along, and I was training at the time. I was doing squats and deadlifts and stuff at the time. And I just started training, and I'd gained twenty pounds of body weight, you know. And I thought I was doing pretty good. And anyway, the guy that ran the Nautilus room went on vacation for a week and i went in there and i did an awful thing i took those guys out into the other room and had them squat and deadlift right yeah and bench press i had three workouts with them and what do you think happened at the end of that week they, they had problems. all gained five to eight pounds of body weight <laughs> with three workouts wow and then he came back and they went back into the nautilus room right didn't penetrate yep didn't penetrate i weighed him i knew what had happened right that's the first time i had be began penetrating that there's hey there's a quantitative qualitative difference in these two approaches to training sure yeah and i wasn't intelligent enough at the time didn't have the background to understand 
the explanation for that phenomenon, but I recognize the phenomenon. And uh, it was real apparent from a very from that point on that what we were doing under the bar was more beneficial than what they were doing on the machines. Yep. And it, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people have made this observation. I'm not sitting here saying anything that's that's different. All we're saying is, is hell, if you want aesthetics. You need to do it our way, and our way disregards aesthetics and depends on aesthetics coming along as a side effect right. of the improvement in performance, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah, the improvement in performance comes with increased muscle size and all the all the stuff that actually is an improvement in aesthetics. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's that's just the deal. So the right. the, the confounding factor is here that that if if aesthetics is your primary deal you have a choice in how to make this happen right you can you can be a 35 year old guy and eat a shit ton of food and drink a bunch of milk and get fat doing starting and and strong get fat and strong doing starting strength if you don't want that uh pay attention to what you eat don't eat like an asshole gain weight reasonably but get you've stronger. got to eat 4,000 calories get, a day. You've got to get bigger. You've got to go up five pounds of workout exactly. on your squat. You've got to go up on your deadlift. You've got to make your bench press and your press get stronger. Yep. You've got to do your chins. You you need to do your cleans just for completeness of the of the physical package. But if, if you want to get bigger and look better, then you have to not worry about the individual muscle groups that compose what you perceive your physique consists of. Because all of those things are being trained when you do strength training for the six movement patterns. The movement patterns get stronger and all of the shit that makes the movement pattern work gets stronger, and it gets stronger by getting bigger. Right. And if you don't train it all at the same time, then you can't lift enough weight to cause it to need to grow. Yep. And that's just all there is to it. So our approach is not aesthetics. Our approach is performance. We want you to get stronger. Now, if you want to talk about your health, and I guess we probably ought to address this issue, since uh, we're not telling you to go run, we're not telling you to do a bunch of conditioning, what we're telling you basically is that when you get stronger, you get healthier. There is nothing as frail as a little skinny old man. Little skinny old men die. Little skinny 145 pound old man that runs, gets pneumonia, because he ain't got anything to fight it with. Yep, right? And you can run and get wonderful heart and lungs, and that heart and lungs 
can get infected and kill you. And if you can't fight the infection off with a robust immune system provided for my strength training, then you're frail. Even though you run, you're frail. Now, isn't that interesting? Yep. All the do- See, the doctors are just such... God. You talk about a counterproductive system we have backed ourselves into over the past three years. These guys proved over and over and over again that they did they either did not know what the hell they were talking about or that they were working for the corporations that make the pharmaceuticals right i don't know which is worse combination of both combination of both explains all of it yeah but they did this to us don't assume they know anything about fitness they don't have the slightest idea about fitness you know yep yeah the, the the sharper they are too the more quick and apt they are to uh cite studies in response to a question that you ask that's not what you asked you you asked a question about something pertaining to your health mm-hmm. and they they say something like well studies show blah 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 bullshit 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 that's not what i fucking asked what what is what? your opinion as a as a professional as somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about, and, what is your opinion? Now, your opinion, and, and, and can, they may, you may get an answer out of the guy, but what that opinion is going to actually be is, I am of the opinion that I need to write you a prescription. Sure, for sure, that's my opinion. Yeah. I need to write you a yeah. prescription, and you need to do the conventional wisdom. You need to run, right. or ride a bike, or walk. Take long walks. You know, go for relaxing long walks. Yep. That's all the exercise you need. You don't need to be doing deadlifts. That'll hurt your back. Right. Squats hurt your knees. Presses overhead. Oh, my God, that'll destroy your shoulders. You know, you, you just need to you need to just run a little bit yep. and take this prescription for these statins I'm going to write you. Because statins are very, very important. Statins need to be in the water supply. They're always beneficial. Well, yeah, doctor but i i took those for a while uh with with another doctor had written me a prescription for statins and i felt like shit i felt like shit i felt sick all of the time i hurt all over my muscles hurt my joints hurt well that's because you want me to go back high. on those <laughs> yes i do that's because your cholesterol is high it's not statins yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're not <laughs> i just you know how we got so far away from the actual no-shit science right. here, science. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why a cholesterol of 220 has to be corrected for anyone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I told you guys this story before. A buddy of mine's 19-year-old daughter went to the doctor one time showed up for some reason they did blood on her and her cholesterol was 205 this is a 19 year old female cholesterol to 205 and he wanted her on a statin of course now that's well that's malpractice that's medical malpractice that's not what that's not indicated by anything right except that the people that make Lipitor want you to write as many prescriptions for the shit yep. as they can get you to write. That's the only reason to do that. Because there is no 
there is no female cohort that a statin improves the health of. There isn't one. She probably got an SSRI while she was there, too. <laughs> probably did. Yeah. Probably did. Just in case. That three-minute visit. Just in case, right? Just in case. Just in case she's anxious. <laughs> right? Can't have that. Can't have anxiety. Why? 19-year-old girls never need to be anxious no. about anything. Right? And after being prescribed that, they went and shot up a school? No, that's the boys. The oh, girls, just the boys, boys do that. The girls don't. That's right. On the SSRI. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> So anyway, uh, you know, health, if you're strong, you're healthy, all right, unless you're just a big, fat, morbidly obese guy. And I don't think there's anything that we have said today that would indicate that we want you to be a big, fat, obese guy. But it'll be construed. They, that they'll, way. they'll still say that, but yeah, that, we're we, the five eleven guy that's two thirty five. They're going to say he's morbidly obese. Yeah, he's sure. big, fat, obese guy. No, 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 no. That's not true. The fact that it's not true won't keep you from saying it. But I'm just let's get it over with right now. That's not true. Okay. So you know, I, I think that uh, what I wanted to to basically communicate to you today is that what we do is completely different than what everybody else does if you are on a program that focuses on aesthetics if you are talking about a program that consists of machines in a commercial fitness facility if you're doing leg extensions and leg curls you're not productively spending your time you productively spend your time training movement patterns normal human movement patterns over a full complete range of motion movement patterns that have been designed and tailored to involve as much muscle mass as is possible within that movement and then the way those things are programmed is they go up in weight every time you train them for as long as is possible. And then when that works, when that, that possibility is exhausted, we'll do something more complicated and make it go on up for a lot longer. But that is different than going in the Nautilus room and doing the nine stations to failure. That's not the same thing. Because that way doesn't work, and our way does. I leave anything out. Nope. So think about this, guys, when you're uh, trying to decide how to spend your time in the gym. You don't need any assistance exercises, really. You don't need any assistance exercises. If you're doing all six of those with as heavy a weight as you can do, and you're going up every time, then everything on you is getting the work it needs in the direct proportion to the work that it contributes to those movement patterns. And this is, this is all you need to do. If you're spending four hours in the gym, you're just doing it because you want to. That's not necessary, and it doesn't help anything, and if you can get all of the shit done in an hour and 15 minutes that you need to do, then that's what you need to do. You know, 
your your family will appreciate it if you if you do it that way other than the you know the body parts way yep right yep seems like i'm leaving something out i can't imagine what it would be but i think i did a decent job of explaining the distinction between and these are these are two diametrically opposed approaches right to what you do in the gym right yeah productive versus wasting fucking around wasting time right that's all it is one way doesn't work one way does yes you want to get big and strong then you do it the starting strength way you want to fart around with leg extensions and leg curls then you go right ahead but you're not going to grow you're not going to get stronger you're not going to get done what you think you're getting done try it our way for a while and let me know what happens okay Thanks for joining us this week on the podcast. We'll see you next time.